The Birth of Jesus Luke 2 At that time the Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. When his first census took place, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone then went to register himself, each to his own town. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the birthplace of King David. Joseph went there because he was a descendant of David. He went to register with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him. She was pregnant, and while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. Okay. And so, the birth of Jesus. The Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. So I was writing about this. um, I felt called by the Holy Spirit to do this, to really go deeper into this part of the Bible, not with regards to teaching, but just facilitating um, something that needed to be brought out and brought forward. So Jesus was born into and during the Roman Empire and it's just highlighting this. I felt that the Holy Spirit, that God was highlighting that Jesus was born into and during the Roman Empire and that that was very significant. The interesting point is that of the Roman Empire and that it also links here to not only the bad points, for example, that they had seemingly made more idols out of themselves um, and other kind of like ways of life, of doing things, maybe things, places, etc. Um, and so there was a lot of attention focused on outer sort of things. And even though we can understand that because God created the world. Um, but I think that, you know, this is part of uh, what everyone can really relate to. Um, that, you know, we're in a world that is God, so it's wonderful, it's abundant, it's vibrant, but we always need to get back to the core of putting God first each time. So this Roman Empire and all the different kind of gods that they made for themselves, rather than focusing their attention of the love um, towards the the walking God himself, Jesus Christ, yet furthermore went as far as to be a part of his execution, his crucifixion, and therefore to kill him. Clearly, from as long ago as the time of Jesus, and even today, hostilities seem to exist at certain, well, certainly seem to um, at certain points, towards such an empire, and yet it was such an empire which was and still is part of the foundation of Christianity itself, and therefore offers a major key in reconciliation, as I said at the beginning, not only in opposing parts of it, yet accepting it and seeing the bigger picture. At this time, the Roman Empire was said to be polytheistic, as I was talking about. You know, they were making gods out of many ideas and things and places. 
even for different, you know, even like places like a river or, you know, there would be like a god of the forest, a god of the wood, a god of, and all the rest of it. You know, whereas the Jewish religion within this empire were clearly focused on the one God. So obviously it was important that Jesus was coming, you know, God was establishing that yes, this one God was important and true, but we needed to take, um, you know, this religion and transform it and reform it. Um, so clearly, as they focused on that one God, um, they were meant to be, yet they often too, like the Romans, made gods even out of a religion or certain rules and ways of doing things as we know. They completely failed to acknowledge the actual God when he came to the earth. That's for the most part. Not every one of them did, of course. We know that is, um, you know, there's true, it is true that Jesus himself was um, initially brought into that Jewish religion and in through the Roman Empire. So it's very much a part of all of that. Um, but he was taking it further. He was reforming it and making it into something new. So reforming's always been a big part of um, Jesus' mission since the beginning. Now, of course, this uh, link for the Roman Empire in general was the same for the Jewish people, as we said. Yet just like the Romans, not all were entirely for being against Jesus. And as we know, many Jewish people converted, and the most famous conversion probably being that of St. Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, which... Um, of many people comprehend truly and authentically um, they in the union of the Holy Spirit comprehend conversion, facilitation of it and are less likely to be in a negative place with either Judaism or the Roman Empire because both of which were um, where our own Christ comes forth from and did so to ensure reconciliation. That was the big the biggest point was bringing everybody back to God, to um, the highest um, aspect of God, which is a true way of recognising genuine holders, though, of the Holy Spirit, because, you know, against the devil, which only knows hate and will utilise such to promote. Um, and it's much how we were able to discern the appropriateness of a so-called street preacher recently, as um, they spewed forth this venomous, these venomous words regarding um, the Roman Catholic Church, the foundational church of our entire Christian group. Um, and although we have to reform, um, Jesus never once, uh, you know, I suppose he did, he did call out um, the Jewish leaders and uh, their religion to a certain extent, but I don't think he ever or would ever use um, such a venomous language and disgusting language as what was used against the Catholic Church, which is Jesus' um, kind of first real foundational church, what which was uh, focused upon Jesus himself rather than um, being completely opposed and against Jesus. So the Catholic Church is um, really one of the re the reformed, the initially reformed churches. Um, which recognises Jesus as the head. And so when someone attacks that church, um, whether it be for any reason that they see the likeness of 
the old Roman Empire, the old Jewish um, religion, religious ways that were against Jesus coming into the fore. Um, Jesus taught uh, everyone to to put God first and to see the the deeper sort of unity in everything. So therefore, um, that's when you recognise that someone isn't of God when they're doing something like that, which is so against um, the actual Christian church like that, even when they're trying to make out they're they're there to preach to people. That's not, they weren't there from God if they were behaving like that. So, you know, as I say, although we are called to reform as Christ commands, we are also called to walk in his ways. And that is most certainly not to say anything against um, folk, especially not his founding Christian church. So that's that's a, a big part of um, discernment, discernment. Um, you know, what the spirit is, is it the spirit of Christ or is it the spirit of the devil? So that's how we can recognize that. Um, we look to um, how people are treating his foundation, his founding church, for example. Although we are not saying we want to stay there because Jesus' commands and God's commands are to reform. That's what he did from the Jewish and the Roman Empire to reform and continue to reform. So that is important. But, you know, he he wouldn't suggest being completely against. He's about bringing everyone together to reconcile to God. Um, and so that was a really big point that was made here in the birth of Jesus, simply from reading through Luke chapter 2. So we come to the part where everyone went to their own town to register, yet Joseph went from Nazareth to Bethlehem in Judea, as it was the birthplace of King David, whom he was a descendant of. At this time, whilst Jesus was in Mary's womb, about to be born, Mary was promised to be married or to be with Joseph in a devoted way, so they went together to register, and it was during their time in Bethlehem that they had the birth of Jesus. Jesus came in in such a way to break all formerly acceptable religious norms and to prove himself as God and above human ways. God himself, as the first reformer of the church, coming to set people free and to turn them back to the commandments and to stop sinning by placing God first and not man or religion, or what others think of you. It was all about authenticity, true relationship with God. Yet even yet, he did so in such a humble way. From the onset, he was laid in a manger, the bread of life, a feeding trough for animals, showing he would feed all of creation. This was not a plate for humans, Yet he would also become the food and the bread of life for humans too. Again, though, showing no matter what stage of comprehension and once more that all life matters. All his father's creation. Animals too. So much so that he was born in a stable, surrounded by them. What you do to the least of them, you do to Jesus. The other interesting point is that although he comes into the world in all manners of 
unconventional ways, Mary still wraps him up in cloths. Knowing that, as superhuman as God is, he is now in human form. And so one of the first, more human things to do for a child is completed by wrapping him in cloths from the time of birth, reminding us of him being wrapped up at the end of his life as his body was laid in the tomb. And it is a man called Joseph who wraps him then, yet the female, his mum and Mary at the beginning of life, all of which is very interesting. The fact there was no room that could be made for them and the way he was made cornerstone of all by the end of his life. Not only showing the utter disgrace of humans or how disgraceful they were in his life at times for not even being able to recognise his importance in the beginning or the end due to their fallen sinful state. Yet also a reminder for today in that no matter how stupid you think you are, or how much of a sinner, in that you fail to recognise Jesus, there is a chance as you awaken from slumber, the slumber of stupidity. I prayed to God to really seek more of him and what he wanted, me and all of us in receipt of this to really reflect on, and it was this. It was a simple word, it was in, the in, no room in the in. The very simple yet essential point was really the word in. He was in the world, the God of the world, yet not in it in the same way as all those who were really fallen in it. He was not accepted. He was here in the world, yet never truly accepted in it because of the state it had fallen to from such a one's divine position, being that of Eden prior to Adam and Eve and the result thereafter.